0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to turn our attention now, though, to the shocking stats, and they certainly are that. They're from the HSE today. Ireland, the third worst country in the world for alcohol related birth defects because of women drinking during pregnancy. Professor Maeve Ogan is a consultant, obstetrician, and gynecologist in the Rotunda in Dublin. Maeve, you're very welcome. To the show. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised uh, that uh, Ireland fares so badly. You work in this area, you're probably not.
1: Well, I think, Karen, you live in this country. You shouldn't be surprised um, that we do have a very unusual relationship with alcohol and alcohol generally is central to socializing and therefore um, people may find that they've had alcohol uh, before they know they're, they're pregnant um, or indeed they may not be aware of the risks of alcohol in pregnancy because, um, you know, there are pervasive stories that, well, my mother drank or my sister drank or my friend drank or whatever. Um, so I suppose today isn't about shame. It's not about blame. It's not about fear. Um, Today is about what can we do to change um, these statistics and I suppose in in simple terms what we uh, should do is reduce our our population's consumption of alcohol. Our per capita consumption of alcohol is very high and that has implications for all of us whether we're we're pregnant or not. Um, In terms of pregnancy it's about supporting pregnant women to get the right and consistent information, so the same information from their GP, from their midwife, from their obstetrician, Mm. that the very safest thing to do is avoid alcohol entirely if you're pregnant. That doesn't mean somebody needs to beat themselves up if they had one drink before they found out that they were pregnant, but it also does mean that if somebody, we need to ask the right questions, and if somebody has a problem avoiding alcohol, if they have an addiction, that we give them the right supports because if you give up alcohol at any stage in pregnancy, that is beneficial. So it's not like that there's a threshold and once you exceed the threshold, that's it, the damage is done. There is still, the more alcohol you have, potentially the worse is the damage. So therefore, if you can give up at 10 weeks or at 12 weeks or at 20 weeks, that's better than going all the way to 40 weeks. Oh,
0: and what, what is the damage? When we talk about alcohol-related birth defects, what yeah, are we talking about? So
1: there, there are a range of conditions that all come in under the umbrella term of fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. And they're a group of disorders caused by prenatal alcohol exposure. And they're associated with a range of lifelong physical, mental, educational, intellectual, social and behavioural difficulties. And, you know, like many, many conditions with many hidden disabilities, they're sort of different in everybody. Exactly how it impacts on one person may be slightly different how it impacts on on another. The most severe form is a thing called fetal alcohol syndrome, which is also associated um, with some physical changes um, in the baby. So that's identifiable when the baby is born, whereas Fetal alcohol spectrum disorder can be something that might only become apparent when the child goes to school. Um, And indeed, the HSE ran a really informative webinar today Um, and we had somebody on that webinar who has a diagnosis of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, and she gave really insightful commentary on making the diagnosis, seeking the diagnosis, um, and ultimately giving people the right supports and taking away the stigma, and taking away the judgment, and working with pregnant women to try and prevent them um, having a baby with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder by giving them the right information.
0: And I, I know you said like any time you can stop consuming alcohol during pregnancy is good. Like it will be beneficial mm. whether that's at five, mm. ten, fifteen, or twenty weeks. Yeah. but At at what point does real damage kick in? What I'm talking about, or who I'm thinking about here, are those people who who genuinely, as you said, right at the outset, didn't know they were pregnant, maybe for a few weeks, and had a mm-hmm. couple of big nights out, and they listen to this, mm. and they're really worried.
1: Yeah, and that is the concern. And I suppose you could say, oh, well, we shouldn't talk about this because we're only going to freak people out. Mm. But actually, that's not right either. It's about giving people the right information. And um, for sure, binge drinking um, isn't a good idea. Um, that being said, we've never done a randomized controlled trial and nor could we. It wouldn't be morally or ethically right. No, I guess to I You know, give 100 people binge drinks for like however long and 100 people not and follow up them and follow up their babies. But what we do know from the evidence is that the more alcohol a baby is exposed to in the womb, potentially uh, the more severe that that can be because alcohol impacts on the development of about 10 or 12 areas within the the brain. brain. Um, I mean, I'm now, not a, I'm not a neuropsychologist, but the, the impact um, can be quite significant. So it's about mitigating the risk.
0: Now, I know you, you said it and you said it quite clearly, the safest approach is zero alcohol. But mm-hmm. you know, and you won't be surprised by this, people are texting in uh, to say, oh, mm-hmm. well, my GP said, you know, the odd glass of red wine or the odd glass of Guinness once every couple of weeks wouldn't do any harm.
1: And that may well be very true for the vast majority of people, but you just don't know Are you somebody, everybody processes alcohol in a different way. Alcohol crosses the placenta. Um, So are you somebody who actually quite a large load of alcohol, of that alcohol that you drink is going to get to the baby? We just don't know. There's stuff we don't know about it and about how the body metabolizes it. And therefore, the only way of actually avoiding harm in its entirety is just to stay away from alcohol. Um, and yet, some people will make, they'll have that information and they will make the choice themselves that actually mm. they still want to have a glass or two of red wine or whatever their drink of choice is. Um, and that's their choice to make. People are autonomous to make that decision. But I suppose as healthcare providers, we also need to make sure that we don't give inconsistent messaging to people. So we give them consistent messaging. So whether you're a GP or midwife, yeah. an obstetrician, the same message is the same. The safest thing that we can say to people um, across the world. Ireland is no different than anywhere else. But the safest thing we can say is to a that, that problems associated with alcohol use in pregnancy yeah. are preventable by avoiding
0: alcohol I, I, is that message included on packaging I know I can picture it on on bottles of wine a, a, a little line to suggest that pregnant women shouldn't be drinking it I'm, I'm not a great beer drinker from cans yes. but and it's not on pint glasses so <laughs> so, I, so I know yeah. that but no and
1: and that's an interesting point because there is a, a new um, public health alcohol act and that is part of it i mean minimum minimal unit pricing came in with that but the other thing is labeling um and safety labeling and in, in fact at our webinar today we had um a, a talk from the australian group who are who are trying to reduce the incidence of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and from 2023 it'll be mandatory um on all alcohol and, and quite quite um The labeling is quite strong. It's colored, you know, it's white, black, and red. So it's quite obvious what what has been said. It's not kind of hidden away. Um, So, you know, but the the answers are, are, as I say, more societal, you know, um, and all of us trying to address our alcohol intake. um, And in doing that, you know, countries that have lower per capita consumption of alcohol have lower consequences of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder.
0: Professor Maeve Ogan, consultant, obstetrician, and gynecologist in the Rotunda Hospital in Dublin. Maeve, a pleasure and thanks a million for joining us here on the show. Stay with us after the break. George Gilroy is going to be here looking ahead to the weekend sporting action. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.